the hearts, they were just the beginning. They made me strong, but I'm not strong enough. I, if I do exactly what she says, if I follow her plan, then I'll get stronger and I'll be able to kill God. Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast that is covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. We are in season 15, episode 11, Chris. This is the last episode 11 that we will ever have of Supernatural. There it is. Unless that Winchester show gets to 11 episodes. Um, but This is true. We haven't we haven't thought about this. It's unlikely. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's a pretty easy guarantee that they'll give it like 12 episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see him going the full twenty twenty four that Supernatural would ever get. Would always get. Uh, but I just. I don't. 
I don't I don't trust it, dog. I just don't trust that Winchester shit. We don't, don't know anything about it. it. I don't trust it. I don't trust Jensen don't to trust run it. it. I'm, I'm sorry to say that, everybody. I think Jensen's a good guy. I don't. Uh, he calls that that car baby though. I, that really that really is off putting to me. Yeah. It's <laughs> you lose a lot of faith in a man. When it, once you name a car, I'm sorry, you, you get you, you drop down a couple of pegs on the man ladder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah, you know it's, what I'm talking as about. Monster of the Week is known for its masculinity. Yeah, we we so. do we do like to rate our men on the scale of the man ladder. Yeah, yo, uh, rate the rate these men scale of uh, one to ten. Uh, we rate fits in a masculine way. We rate fits and we rate men. That's what we do on this yep, podcast. That's right, because it's just you know just guy stuff. It's just it's just it's just stuff that guys do. Uh, thank you everybody uh, for listening. Um, recently, right before we recorded this episode, uh, Spotify releases their end of the year stats, uh, called their Spotify wrapped. Um, it's Spotify is bad for music streaming. So nobody come at me, but, uh, it was extraordinary how many people, uh, reached out on various social media platforms and were like, you were our number one podcast. And I don't want to say that to brag. I just, every time that something like this happens where we get a lot of feedback in a very short amount of time, it is overwhelming to me and it is incredibly humbling and the fact that you guys are listening every week um we had a, we i didn't post this on the internet yet but um we had our own spotify rap like the podcast i logged in as the yeah. podcast and we got to see some stuff and i'm just gonna can i just read some of those chris because <laughs> some of go them were it. were really crazy to me um let me go back in our text messages that's probably the easiest way to do that uh you know there's there's still a part of me that just like sometimes doesn't like i just don't wrap my head around the reality of of the people who listen to our podcast mm-hmm. and when we started it it was like people that we knew from twitter and our inner kind of our mutual friend group a lot of the duck feed community yeah. who mm-hmm. liked supernatural that you knew they hopped over and that was sort of like the start of our discord was a lot of those people and then more actual supernatural fans uh, not that they weren't wow. super, you know what i mean people from the outside <laughs> who, who the had come community. in and found us different <laughs> that sort of formed like a new group and in my head it's like okay that's it <laughs> and then every once in a while like new people would pop in and be like hey all right so okay it's just like this is, that's the crew those are the people who listen to the podcast and then you look at the stats sometimes and i go what the hell yeah who are these people <laughs> where are they coming from um one of my favorite things that spotify told us is that 646 people listen to us more than any other podcast that they had listened to and i think that's also people that don't listen to any other podcast because we had several people like saying mm-hmm. like that is of course you're my number one i don't listen to anything else which but 646 um which is just a, a slice of people that is a that's on spotify which is a slice of people um that i looked into today and is no more than like 20 or 30 percent of the people that listen to the show that's a lot that's a slice of a that's a chunky slice a of a slice that's quite a few um i also like that uh where was the other one 105 one of, of them you? said there was like 44 countries 44 countries absolutely jeremy i cannot i joked in the in the we don't, text we don't know 44 countries. I, can, I don't think i can name 44 countries right now not gonna i not, could get there eventually like on paper but i can't do it out loud right i'm not now. gonna i'm not gonna quiz you because that would be mean and also expose my own shortcomings um, yeah, I could get. I could probably get like a, a high body count in well, that. I could tally up a few in like South America. I feel like I know okay. that area of the okay. map, yeah, yeah. and then lead up into America, Canada, uh, whatever's beyond. I, I feel like uh, I would have. That. I feel like I would have a little better of an edge than you, only because I watch a lot of like world soccer. So I think now that I'm thinking about it, I I might actually could get to 44 pretty quickly. Like maybe I'm not going to do it. I mean, don't test me, bro. <laughs> right? I'm not gonna actually fucking yeah. do it. Um, I can name probably like the Allies and the Axis if we're talking like World War II history. <laughs> sure. Yeah, of I spent, course. Like I spent a lot of time in yeah. school worried about that. Some some of those are, are still around, right? 
Um, 105 people listen to our podcast on their birthday and uh, happy birthday it makes me just want to in every single episode say happy birthday because wow I mean that really works out for you so hey if you're listening to this and it's your birthday happy birthday happy birthday hope you um, have a good one and then thanks for listening uh, what was the other one that I wanted to pull out um, I guess that was it I guess that was it um, yeah but, thank you everybody for listening thank and, you uh, yes. I was I'll say it in the outtakes but I was but having a, a week so finally getting to like check all this stuff these flood of notifications that you know it was it was very heartwarming and we really appreciate all the support and love you've given us yeah and we i try to um acknowledge and respond to every at or message on insta or tiktok or wherever those were coming in and just yeah thank you so much like thank you we have a patreon and if you guys want to support us that way you can but this this week was just mind-boggling and i it's really, it's really crazy, and I, you know, yeah. I'm, Apple. Why haven't you been doing this for us for the last five years? I bet, we, I bet this would be cool if Apple did this. But I'm so um, sad every time I see the Spotify raps, I'm looking at Apple Music. I'm like, hmm. oh yeah, yeah, because you get your music from a different place, so you and are. It's, it, and it does a, uh, it's they have uh, top played songs of the year, but mm-hmm. it doesn't like organize it. It's just like a playlist yeah. in order of how how often you've played it. And as I always complain, it's like I have a playlist that I frequently listen to when I sleep. So, like, if I listen to that, like, half the month, every month, <laughs> that's already, like, a hundred and something, you know, playthroughs. Um, so, uh, those songs always just stay at the top, and, like, everything else is just squished down at the bottom. I'm like, all right, I gotta now, I can start manipulating my playlist for the end of the year. I bet Apple doesn't tell you that what your audio aura is. No, I don't even, I don't even, I don't know, I don't know anything about my aura. My, uh, my top music moods were wistful and spooky. You are kind of wistful, <laughs> right? <laughs> Fucking fits, dog. <laughs> my uh, my top five um, genres, and I just the, the number five is what gets me on this one. Um, number one was alternative hip hop, which like no mm-hmm. no big surprise there. Checks out. Uh, number two, dark wave, <laughs> nice, <laughs> which I love. Nice. Number three, abstract hip hop, which I also don't think is much of a surprise for anybody. Number yeah, four, yeah, yeah, yeah. down tempo. Um, huh. which I could only think was because I listen to a lot of instrumental hip hop when I'm uh, reading. So I'm just thinking like, that's kind uh-huh. of like the lo-fi beats of stuff. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so yeah, it's probably yeah. that. <laughs> um, and then number five is soundtrack. Uh, and I'm only mentioning that because I listen to so much of the social network soundtrack that it's counted it as a whole genre, but I only, Oh yeah. I listen to that stuff when I'm like really fine tuning video editing stuff. Um, and yeah, that it's just I, I, Trent, I, a little Trent Rez for you. A little Trent Rez snuck up in there. So um, uh, should we talk about Supernatural? No, absolutely. We thought we were in the outtakes. You said we were in the outtakes. I don't know what we're no, doing. I think, I think we ended the outtakes. I can't even remember anymore. We did. Yeah, we did the intro. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. I appreciate it. We'll be back next week with season fifteen episode. <laughs> kidding, Chris. Uh, really can, curious what my audio aura is. Um, you want to know what happened last time? I do. Tell me. All right. Last time on Supernatural, with their main character status revoked by God, our main characters decide to head to Alaska to look for a good luck charm. We're not super clear on what that is, but if Garth gives you a hot tip, you take it. Meanwhile, Castiel is hanging out in heaven with the other four angels uh, who are still alive, and Billy seems to be preparing to bring Jack back into the fold. Nice. Uh, We are covering Season 15, Episode 11, The Gamblers. This is written by David Perez and Meredith Glenn, directed by Charles Beeson. This aired on January 30th, 2020. That's super close to where we are right now, Chris. That's creepy to me. That's very strange. Uh, You got to know when to fold them. 
Sam and Dean press their luck in a winter <laughs> winter takes all game of pool. Meanwhile, Castiel hunts down a would be murderer, but not for reasons one might think. He's just getting some recipes. He's just like, oh, I know yeah. you kill dudes, but what's give me? How'd you make them wings though? Let me. How yeah. do you fry your wings? World class chef slash murderer. Yeah. He uses the murders to narrow in on the guy. <laughs> then when he catches him, he's like, I want your recipes. I want. I gotta get your recipe. Look, there's was wasn't there like a guy who turned into a snake? Who was super into cooking? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Know, They chased him down. Absolutely. Yeah. I, what it's was this thing? Was it a witch thing? They thought it was a witch thing. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, it was a, it was a thing. Um, anyway, thing. So it was a cold open. Thing. Cold open. We, um, we start with a couple guys hanging out at this bar, seemingly mm-hmm. in Alaska. Also, Jeremy, last episode you you called it because we were hoping we'd get some like you know on location stuff, but it was all inside of a bar. All inside <laughs> um, of a bar, like no snow, which ba- was fine. Barely was any fine. snow in Alaska, and I I know it doesn't snow in Alaska twenty four seven, but it does snow. Uh, it does snow in Vancouver. I'm just saying. Yep. Come on, get a little dust on the on the Impala <sighs> there. Um, so this is Joey and Leonard. Uh, Joey is the cowboy, um, and Leonard is the extremely nerdy guy. Uh, the nerdy guy is losing. He's sweating about it. Uh, the, the Joey wins the game of pool. Uh, we see this weird magical energy go from one coin to another. That's in this little holder uh, above the pool table. Joey takes the coin that all of the magical energy came from and says, you're all out of luck. Uh, and then Leonard goes outside and promptly gets hit by a truck that's going 90,000 miles an hour outside. Yeah. Like, I've seen ice road truckers. They don't do that. They don't go that fast. It also seems like this is a pretty like one-stop shop. Like, you're coming up here to go to this bar and there's yeah. nothing else down this way. Where's this truck going? Is there a McDonald's on the, on the other side? Is this a food delivery? What are, you, what are we doing with this truck? It doesn't matter. Yeah, He's I dead. don't know. This doesn't, who cares? Who's to say? All right. So then we cut over back to the bunker and Castiel comes in and he calls out to Sam and Dean in the weirdest voice. Sam. <laughs> I feel bad. Castiel. Misha is losing buddy. his throat at what, like moment by moment. Like maybe that's why he's not in a lot of episodes because he like, is. Okay. We're trying something new on that one. All yeah, right. He's, he is, he is struggling to get into those, those lower notes and I feel bad for him. Um, and they, they just left him a note. You can't text. You, y'all can't text like I know you think he's in heaven, but he wasn't. Like I mean, you know as well as I do, he was in the he was in the playground. He was in the parking lot of the playground. He was in the parking uh, lot of heaven. That's what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't shoot you a text. Them in. Shoot him a text, bro. Yeah, shoot him a text. Like me and Autumn have it set up. We're on like the Apple Family thing. Like I can just swipe on my phone and I see exactly where she is at all times. Like that's that's the kind of motherfuckers we are. You're telling me the Winchesters don't have that technology? Like. Let Cass know where you are. Like, let him, let, him go to, let him go Sam to can, like, hack a traffic cam or whoever. Uh, he can, you know, come on, guys. Come on. Um, we go to the Impala. The, the note is hilarious, by the way. I think it just says, Cass, we went to Alaska. See ya. Sam Winchester. <laughs> like, that was it. Yeah, come on. No explanation as to why? <laughs> no, no, yeah. Not we're going to there to restore our luck. But no big explanation whatsoever. Uh, we jump to the Impala. And Sam is committing a mortal sin that he should go to hell for. If you uh, do this, dude, not good. You're messed up. If you're you up. if you have audio, if you have the speaker enabled on your phone in a setting where another human can hear it without their consent, get the fuck out of here. Go just get go out away. Of here. Get out of here. You know, one of my biggest pet peeves was always walking into the lunchroom at work. Me and Steve would find a nice, quiet place to sit and not talk to each other because it's you know we're vibing. Um, and then somebody would come in and they'd be playing super loud videos from like Instagram or just like watching, just watching videos on their phone, full volume, like on YouTube. And I'm like, bro, I'm about like, I'm you and I got to go to HR because the violence is about to happen. 
You got to put that away. Uh, I, I walked into my parents. Oh, dude. And Old both, people are the worst about this. They were both texting, presumably each other or my sisters. I don't know. And the cl- clickety clacking of A the texting no. with the chimes going off Turn in the background. I was like, off. like nope. this is why we have problems in this family. Uh, I know Mark. Autumn's dad listens to this podcast, so does Autumn, so I'm, I'm sorry, Mark, but you have been this guy in a bar before, and I have seen Autumn snatch, snatch Mark's phone away from him and turn the volume off. Like, just grab it, and then, like, immediately, like, as, as fast as the, faster than the human eye can see, fucking mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. snatch and grab and turn that speaker off immediately, because it is mortifying. Do not Dude, have sometimes audio Sometimes I'll, I'll have my, like, my AirPods in, and I'll be... Uh, doing something in the room, listening to music or whatever. Uh, so I want to know if somebody's going to text me. So I will put the sound on because I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not going to feel the buzz. It's not my pocket. It's sitting over there charging or whatever. That way it'll, you know, it'll chime in my ears, which is already pretty risky because it's loud. I made the mistake. It was, you were just texting me. I get the, I get the chime. I go over to my phone I pick it up and I start texting and I forget that the fucking sound is on and my new phone, I didn't turn off the keyboard sounds oh, and no. I, I lightning speed, I'm, I'm sending a reply and then suddenly it's the loudest, good, most dude. aggressive sound I've ever heard in my life. I was like, this is why Awful. I can't do phones. This is why, this is why I have problems. This is why I have problems. <laughs> that is is the absolute worst i remember uh at one point in my life i would have like uh the vibrate thing i would have like a push notification from twitter but it was set to like vibrate um so my phone would like and uh, at the time i got zero twitter notifications right, right. Um, and then i started doing podcast and then i started getting um like notifications from five different podcast accounts um so w- my phone would be sitting on the coffee table and it's go er, 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 er. <laughs> and auto would be like you have yep. to turn that shit yep. off immediately like it's that is terrible like get that shit out of here and i'm like no problem right so away. so dean pulls over punches sam in the face Hell and throws yeah. his, his phone no i think dean responds in a really really polite way given the extreme situation you have dean going to hell in season three as like one end of the of the spectrum mm-hmm. of like horrible things that can happen to you and right up there next to it is what sam is doing <laughs> so dean's reaction to it is pretty he just goes hey you mind you mind putting it on silent yeah yeah you could do that on silent mode too something like that he it's a real smooth line dude like hey you could you could just do that quietly um but Sam has been texting Eileen. Um, she thinks that this whole plan to go to Alaska and to get some luck is too good to be true, and so does Dean. Um, Dean so does <laughs> Sam, Sam. says, this place isn't even in the lore. It's not even in the lore, which is very hilarious to me. Uh, Dean complains about the more normal life problems, including his heartburn. Um, and Dean thinks also thinks that like Chuck is doing this to put them off their game. In other words, like he is, he's scared of them, so he's doing this to yeah. to weaken them. So they have to do something uh, to to get their mojo back. It's not just that he's messing with them, but he's actively like you know he's trying to weaken them so that they're not as much of a threat. So, um, or that's what I'm reading into it. Sounds like you're reading the same thing into it. Absolutely, hundred uh, percent. Meanwhile, back Who in the messes? bunker, Cass- Cassiel hears a FBI phone ringing and answers it, um, and we find out and this is a sheriff with the murder case uh apparently an fbi file was opened on jack klein back in the day and the sheriff got a hit on it so he's calling the number that was listed uh which is uh not agent lizzo which castiel goes by in this episode which i actually can't tell if that's a good joke or not because i can't either i just don't know you know i'm just gonna assume castiel listens to a lot of popular female artists uh uh uh-huh um 
that's like he he goes to that section on his Spotify Wrapped or I don't know, um, and he's just picking the names. He's just picking the names. Um, and he has no he has he has no idea that like Lizzo is a unique name, right? Like to him, it's yeah, just another yeah. uh, like Michael or something, right? Right. So when he chooses um, Beyonce, he doesn't realize you know there's that's, a, there's only that's one a, of those. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's an icon. You know, it's like the artist formerly known as Prince, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's just like <laughs> you can't just go picking these special names out of the hat and act. You know, it's like calling yourself Castiel in this world, right? Exactly. It's a serious yeah. name. It's a serious name with serious business. But um, so, of course, Castiel's interested in this. Uh, we jump back over to Sam and Dean, who are pulling over for food and realizing they are totally broke. Uh, all they can afford is a cup of coffee and a piece of pie. Uh, Dean says that it's not going to bother him because he has discovered the wonderful world of lactate. Um, so it's mm-hmm. not going to. He's he's not. He can eat it, cheese. It is helpful, but it's it won't it won't solve all your. It's problems, not going to solve all your problems, Dean. Like you're still going to have issues. Um, they talk to the waitress a little bit, chat her up, uh, and she tells them about the pool hall that has an Dude, urban can't, legend. Can't tell you how convinced I was that she was like in on it. She was t- a little too much of a side character. You know what I'm saying? Like the, she just the like, sheriff yeah, was too. She, she came up like, well, there's this urban legend. And I actually watched that scene fine and then I, I had to go do something. So I came back and I rewound it about 30 seconds just to you know remember where I was at. And then the second time I watched it, I'm like, huh. No, no, no. She's leading people. She's trying to act like it's nothing. But I bet she leads. Nope. Uh-uh. Nope. She just works at a diner She's in Alaska. A- Apologies if my voice is weird, by the way. I have a weird breath thing happening. So if I'm coughing a lot and it's sneaking in the way it's on the mic, I, I apologize. But um, I know. I called you old. The uh, the sheriff is uh, also the same way. Where I'll, He was just like too much of a good actor. And I was like, he's he's going to be Jack or something. Like, I didn't know what I was thinking with this dude. But he's not. He's just a, a, a normal-ass uh, sheriff. Um, anyway, they get the information. Who uh, And then they also find out that Leonard went up there and never came back. Um, Sam in typical season 15 and 14 and 13 and 12 and 11 and 10 Sam fashion um, is very negative about this uh, he's 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 this is a trap this is bad uh, and Dean says but hey we're we're great at hustling pool like it's fant- we're really good at this like this is what we've done we don't need Chuck to do that we can go win our luck back uh, and then the Apollo gets a flat tire yeah um, I mean Dean's right I feel like they've never struck out <laughs> With hustling pool, we've so. never we've never seen them fail, right? <laughs> we've only seen them do it like three times. Sure, but yeah, it's always implied because you know they would out. Dean would be inside hustling pool, having a good time, and that's where we'd get Sam Winchester sprawled on the hood of the Impala with just his socks on. Um, and by that I mean boots off, pants on, jacket on, yep. but just you know just socks, just socks. with the newspaper open, reading mm-hmm. the obituaries. Yep, I love it. I love it. Um, we go over to Castiel. Uh, because the sheriff has sent Castiel a video of Jack who walks into a local's doctor's office uh, and then the tape goes all crazy magic effect uh, and then it stops and then Jack just sits down in the middle of the room and eats a human heart. Yeah, what's the point of using your crazy magic effect on a camera if you're just going to chill in front of it and eat a heart after? I get, I know it's just a side effect of what he's doing and not <laughs> like the intention of it, but um, I just, you know, sloppy. 
in my opinion sloppy absolutely yeah i mean and, and look it is jack he's only been alive for like three or four years now at this point and, yeah. and, and, sure, 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 sure. and actually he hasn't been alive for all of those so he's been he was dead for an unknown amount of time in between that so. true and he's got a lot of um stuff he's trying to pick out if it happened in the clone wars animated tv show for it happened to him and sam and Dean. he's he, not totally sure about all that stuff dude he hasn't seen mandalorian season two he doesn't know about dude he has no like oh my god when he sees the fu- all right uh, dude he doesn't know he doesn't know he doesn't know about he's that not character on Twitter, so he's not even gonna have it oh my god how do you go into that without being spoiled it's so awesome so good uh sam and dean head to the pool hall um they step over Leonard's coin on the way in um but when they get inside they don't even have money for beer chris this is pretty depressing they just they, they go to the bar and order some waters no no bar food uh not a, not a cold one in sight nope just a couple of just a couple of poor man's waters um so they start you know they just start asking they start asking about the bartender evie um they're like hey so what's the deal with this game this magic game uh, <laughs> and she's just like i don't know what you're talking about it they pressure it a little bit more oh they bring up leonard that's what it is they bring mm-hmm. up their this guy leonard they knew and she kind of you know denies knowing anything about this um and points them over to pax who's kind of like uh, he seems like he's the owner of the bar. Yeah, I called him the the kind of um, bouncer slash manager guy. Uh, also, did not know his name was Pax until the end of the episode, and it makes me wonder if he was. And I know he's not because his mother is a goddess, and we're going to get to that. But uh, it made me wonder if his was named after the place of his conception at a gaming convention. <laughs> yeah, Pax East. I was I, I was probably at that one. Yeah, absolutely. So he was conceived at Pax East. Um, <laughs> Which is at his brother Pax South and his and his other brother Pax Prime. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Pax Prime is jacked as fuck. <laughs> he do that. That is wicked jacked. Uh, wicked jacked kid. Uh, all right. So this guy just tells him about the game. He's like, "Oh, you're here for um, magic pool." Yeah, yeah. He just, <laughs> just sounds good. Here, touch the coin, and Dean's like, "Okay," and he touches it, and oh, it gives a little bit of Dean's luck, and he says, "Like, hey." You win the game, you win the other guy's luck, you play until you run out of luck, and that's it. And Sam's like, but what about, and Pax is like, ah, I'm not going to answer any questions, just go play. Yeah. He's like, shut up, shut up, can you not see, he's looking at Dean, he's like, does this guy not know he's killing the vibe? And Dean is like, that has literally been- That is his vibe. (laughs) That is his whole thing, is not knowing that he's ruining the vibe, he's been doing it for 30 something years now. What's that tweet that goes around, it's like, you know, everyone says there's no bad kids, but like, what if some of them just have weird vibes? Like, that's Sam Winchester. Sam Winchester has (laughs) had weird baby vibes since he was a baby. And Um, he's the only one who doesn't know it, so that's that's the the source of his problem. Does not understand why everybody reacts to him the way they do. Um... They take a little break to discuss whether or not they're going to do this. Sam is, of course, against it because Sam is, is against like everything it feels like nowadays. Um, Dean insists like, hey, you're better at me than everything and I'm proud of you. But this is one thing where I kick ass and I I am, I am, will win this and I will get our luck and I, I will do this. And Sam's like, dude, I can't tell you no. Like the fucking mm-hmm. Impala is broke. You have the keys. I can't afford food. I mean, like just do whatever you're going to do and let me get out of here, right? <laughs> I think if we're going to have Sam... Um, be this kind of naggy worrywart that we got to let him get a little bit of that Sam sass in there. Yeah, and he does. He gets one mm-hmm. little sass line in there because Dean hyperbolically says, I've been doing this. I've been hustling pools since before you were born. And Sam is like, what, when you were four between nap time and snack time? I thought that was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty sassy. It was really good. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to give it to him. That's it. That is a good Sam line. I will, I will give him that. Um, 
Meanwhile, we go to Castiel, who goes to the crime scene and has a look around, and then he finds a Gregois, Gregoris? Gregory? Gregory. 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 I know. And like they showed him in the cold, or not the cold open, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the road so far. Um, and I do vaguely remember them and I should have looked them up because there is like, there's like a black hole shaped around them. I'm like, all right, these are like special angels yep. with swords. Uh-huh. Like that should be at the forefront of my mind, but I really cannot remember too much about them. I I went to the, like, last time we've seen him is season 10. So first off, like we don't have to feel bad about that. Okay. Um, okay. But like, uh, I also don't remember a lot about them or when we actually got to to see them um and i don't think it matters they're just you know uh an elite class of powerful angels that were sent to earth to protect humanity they were some of the first angels to arrive on earth they eventually fell from their posts and started to feed on human souls that's it yeah that's it they got swords yeah um they got they got cool swords which seems like it would stick out in your and my brains it's why that episode must have been fucking wild if we do not remember angels with (laughs) special swords well as i'm looking at my notes here i I, i'm talking about how castiel walks up to this like you know storage locker or cabinet whatever it is and he breaks the lock off with his just his bare hands Mm -hmm. um it's a small lock it's not that big of a deal but just that iron rod energy, you know what I mean? Like he just like gives it a little tug and that lock snaps. It's gone. And then as I'm writing that, like, LOL, isn't this great? Iron rod Castiel snapping the lock. Oh my God, It's it, there's a sword. There's a sword it's in there. It's a fucking sword. <laughs> uh, the season 10 episode is when they when Claire finds her mom. Do you remember that episode at all? I don't. <sighs> Vaguely. We were probably a lot more focused on the Claire thing than the sword thing, yeah. which seems... Seems odd for odd. us. It seems, seems very I weird. Have, yeah. mm, I must have not been myself. <laughs> we went, were, we, were we sick? Because <laughs> I feel yeah. like the sword would have been really important to us. I was probably sick. You know how I'll get like... I get like one less hour of sleep mm-hmm. and then you got to like, you know, call the hotline on me because you're, I just, I fall apart. Yeah. I, I'm not, yeah. I must've been one of those days. One of those days where I'm, I, I'm calling Jess to like, Hey, can you go pick up Chris and put him in front of the microphone? <laughs> like I got, I've got no, business with that man. He's fine. He got one less hour of sleep. <laughs> he just woke up at seven instead of eight and now he's ruined for me. Um, <laughs> so he finds the sword. Uh, we go back to the pool hall. Uh, Dean is pretending to be bad at pool, and uh, this woman comes up, uh, this redheaded woman, and takes the bait. Uh, meanwhile, while they're gonna, Moira, Moira, while they're playing pool, Sam goes to the bar uh, and finds out that the redhead is uh, playing to wake up her sister, who's in a coma. That's what Evie tells him, um, and he tries to like grill evie about smelling anything weird you smell any like big sneaky farts yeah do you smell like a bunch of weird is there is there eggs down there and she's like i do not is there big stinky eggs down there i'm not giving you i am not giving you free eggs i'm just i don't know if that's what you're asking i don't have any bad eggs i don't know where those eyes are pointed yeah but no i don't have any big stinky eggs down there (laughs) sir and i don't really know what you mean by down there and i am very disturbed by it if you could not refer to any part of me or my bar as down there i would very much appreciate that it's just eggs. It's just, it's just eggs. eggs. It's just eggs. It's just eggs. Uh, but, but, but they might be more like big stinky eggs. She's like, what the fuck? Pax, get this guy out. Pax, get this egg, egg, this egg sniffing weirdo out of our bar, please. Wait, I just want to... Are there any wet spots? I mean, sorry, cold spots. Are there cold spots? Um, and Evie basically like... Br- brushes all this off and it's like hey don't don't worry about it uh and i thought she was going to be like you know you, you it'll be fine instead she's like starts describing all of the people there that showed up and for all valid reasons and i don't think i actually wrote any of them down because i'm a terrible podcast host but uh they were there for stuff that they needed in their life 
and then they didn't quit. Like they just kept going until they kept losing, and now they're kind of trapped. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, "Are are you trapped here?" And she's like, "Eh, it doesn't really matter." Uh, let's go back to yeah. the eggs. Actually, I don't really want to talk about this. <laughs> Actually, yeah. What was that about eggs you were asking? Uh, Sam's like, you ever find any like little bundles around? Well, just little little tiny bundles. It's like Sam, you could you ask questions that are any more vague? At this point that? in their career, I mean, it's season fifteen. They're on a quest to kill God. He should just pull up a picture of a hex bag and like, have you ever seen anything that looks like this? You ever seen one of this? You ever seen a demon? Black smoke? Yeah. Black eyes? Have you ever seen a guy with straight black eyes? Looks like he's fucking out of a out of the movie Blade. And she'd be like, I don't know the movie Blade. What do you? Can you please explain it to me? And he's like, yeah. okay. Well, first you have to he's understand. Like, well, you've never heard of the movie Blade. The Daywalker is a unique character. I mean, he's important to the lore. Okay, the Daywalker is important Dude, you to got the, the lore. DVDs in the trunk, right? <laughs> Dean, put on Blade. We got to explain it again. Sam doesn't even have. To say put on blade he says you got the dvds in the truck right and dean goes she hasn't seen blade <laughs> how is she not seen yeah i got the dvds in the truck do they have a dvd player i brought it from the bunker it's already there he throws the keys this is the one time where the luck works sam catches him moira is standing there like are we gonna play or not he's like hold on have you seen blade <laughs> sam's like is that tv s video or hdmi it's okay i got both don't worry i just if it's hdmi we get a little dip in the a little blip on the quality it looks really really good uh i'm gonna need you to hook up some speakers to this can we can we pipe this into your sound system there's one sammy scene. don't put blade trinity in first again okay you're gonna confuse everybody <laughs> don't lean with trinity again man don't don't do it i know you think it's important but he it's thinks not because good... ryan reynolds is in it that it's gonna hook everybody but does you can't start with it, the third in the trilogy it doesn't it doesn't work that way um did you bring blade (laughs) um dean wins the game uh he he wins he wins the pool game against the redhead uh moira and um he gets luck in his coin yeah and and moira loses a little bit of luck there's almost that kind of like hmm like dean's like okay we did what we had to do but like you kind of feel like a little bit bad for moira Mm -hmm. and you realize everybody here is just sort of like down on their luck and this just sort of sucks And yeah, like you feel like the boys are not really doing, they're not hunting things and they're not saving people right now. Um, So it feels a little weird. Um, Yeah, they're just trying to help themselves, which isn't, you know, they're all, I mean, they're always trying to help themselves and like, you know, they want to win or whatever, but it's usually there's, there's the greater good. They don't generally take a a selfish road like this. Um, So you can tell there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of hesitation, but they got to fight God, you know, they don't really have much of a choice. We, we jump over to Jack, who is following the Grigori and, um, into a wet white pipe factory and then immediately gets ambushed um, and then knocked out. Uh, and this time, like, I know in the last episode they showed us, like, hey, Jack is coming back, right? Like, we see Billy, mm-hmm. they're in the empty, it's there. It's pretty clear that Jack is going to come back. But at this point, I'm like, is this a creature in Jack's body or something? Like, he's not mm-hmm. talking. And this feel, feels like a really... Um, down tempo way uh to explain or to show jack yeah. coming back right like it's just he just sort of like uh, reappears you yeah know, there's no fanfare exactly um it's like his return was very understated and maybe <laughs> much like it blade trinity. Make a big deal out of it <laughs> what's that said much like blade trinity <laughs> much like blade trinity um and that was that dean kind of had to go back to to the source on a lot of this stuff and he later on you know after the snake argument with castiel and after they eventually made up again um sam offhandedly mentions that they started with blade trinity because ryan reynolds is in it and dean goes (laughs) not again not again cannot believe i cannot believe you have betrayed me in this manner um anyway (laughs) uh Uh, jack gets taken 
Uh, yeah, the, the, the Grigori asks Jack at sword point, why are you following me? What's going on here? Uh, and then we cut back over to the bar where Sam is trying to convince Dean that this is a bad idea. we got to stop doing this. But Dean wants one more game. Um, he sees the guy in the cowboy hat from the cold open and he's like, let's do this. That's my guy. Yeah. This is Joey, Joey six. Maybe he has a, he has a I nickname. Think it, it's something like that. Something six. It's, yeah. you know, it's a cool name. He has a cool name. He's a, he's a, he's a bull rider. Um, they, they arrange the game pool starts. I have lost my place in my notes. Where are we at? Um, uh, they start playing. Dean is, uh, Dean's talking his shit. Dean's talking um, mad shit at this, but he misses, he misses his winning shot. And then Joey Six is like, all right, let's go double or nothing. Let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, on Oh, on Dean's next shot, he says, let's go double or nothing. Um, and uh, Dean hits it. Uh, which is, that's the twist. Is like, you kind of expect like, oh shit, Dean's going to somehow miss because he's got bad luck. And then this guy's going to, you know, they're down even further now. But no, it does, the, you know, the other the other side of it. I actually kind of like this episode. As we're talking about it, I don't know if I've said that. I actually did enjoy this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's, it's, you know, it's predictable enough, but it always twisted just slightly away from it, what I exactly expected. So it was just, I had a good time watching it. Um, and, and right here is one of those moments where it twists just slightly where you think Dean's about to get screwed, but then he actually wins. And then we realize, oh man, that just screwed this guy over. It um, it's also like a particularly difficult shot too. So I, I don't know how much of a pool player you are. Like I played a lot of pool when I was in my pool hall days. Um, but like he has to hop uh, a ball to hit the eight ball to get it in the corner pocket. Mm. Like he can't bank a shot or anything. So like when he puts that cue ball, or excuse me, he puts the pool cue like way up at an angle. That's when Joey chimes in and is like, "I double or nothing. You can't make this because he's actually got to hop it." Uh, people in the Discord told me that uh, Jensen actually did this. This was not a huh. this was not a, a fake shot. He actually did this. Um, it caused some confusion at one point. And forgive me, I cannot remember who I was talking to. I think it might have been either Katie or Judy. But somebody told me um, when I was doing the video for Torn um, that Jensen did some crazy pool tricks uh, in season fifteen. And I took that to mean that he was swimming, like he was doing synchronized swimming, swimming or something. Swimming, so I was yeah. in my head, it was just Jensen in a like a little speedo, just like twirling around an Olympic pool, and I was couldn't be happier, but also couldn't figure out where that was going to tie into season fifteen. But no, instead, it is just uh, table pool, not it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's billiards, um, billiards. So yeah, but he actually makes. But a yeah, shot. that's a, that's yeah. cool. That's a, that seems like a tough shot. I don't know too much about pool. Like, you know, I played it when I was younger a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah, wasn't a wasn't much of a billiards guy myself. Oh, dude, I, I I got heavy into it. We we had a good time with it. Um, so Joey's all out of luck. Uh, he takes his 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 spent coin and walks outside. Um, and he sits down, and Sam and Dean follow, and uh, we find out that Joey is uh can't has has cancer. And he's managed mm-hmm. to buy. He him. starts like immediately coughing up blood. Yeah. He's extended his life, but then he's just like, "Nope, nope. This is the end of my road. I've been doing this for a while." Flicks out his last cigarette. I've been waiting he wants for to have this. that one last cigarette before he goes. What a boss! Yeah. Um, poor Joey. Uh, and he just starts coughing and smoking. And Dean's like, "All right, it's time to get out of here." And Sam's like, "Nah, bro. This is a case. We got to fucking figure this yeah, out." Yeah. Um, uh, this is for me where Sam stopped being annoying and he started being like, you know what? I think Sam is kind of right here. Yes, like, absolutely. You can't just abandon mm-hmm. all these people. That's not what you guys do. 
um, Dean compromises and he's like, listen, I will go test the Impala. We'll go take a lap. Uh, and while you investigate this case, but if I come back and the Impala's good, we've got bigger fish to fry. We've got God killing to do. So like we can't, you know, I can't fault Dean. He, he has a point. Yeah. He has a point. Both of the brothers have a point at this, at this point. Uh, yeah. I want to side with them both on this one. And that's why they don't argue. This isn't an argument. This is a, you know, we're both right. We both know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Castiel is following Jack's trail to the wet pipe factory where the sheriff meets him and the sheriff tells him about an abandoned church uh, and just so we can move that plot along a little bit. Uh, meanwhile, mm-hmm. Sam is trying to talk people out of, uh, you know, just trying to talk them out to, into leaving. And Evie's like, hey, they're not they're not going to go anywhere. Um, Dean gets back and realizes and tells him like, hey, the Impala broke down again. And Sam's like, wait, you that dude's been winning for years and he gave all of that luck to you. You should have a ton of fucking luck someone yeah. is skinning off the top and when he looks at the picture of the coin he realizes it is atrox fortuna the roman goddess of luck finally some lore yeah. for sam finally some lore. this is exactly in his wheelhouse like yes. this is what he knows it's just like blade trinity it is in his wheelhouse <laughs> <laughs> it's like so weird that that's his favorite it's, like, and it's I, a weird it's a weird pick it's, it's respectable <laughs> Like, it's just like, you don't, you know, I'm not putting, Return of the Jedi was always my favorite as a kid. I was, I'm never starting that one first. Yeah. You know, you got to go on the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, th- and this is why Sam has problems. <laughs> it's a lot of, a lot this of is issues. why his vibes are always just off-putting. You know what, whether somebody responds positively or negatively to Sam isn't really important. However, whether, whether it's positive or negative, it's strange. Yeah. It's a little odd. Yeah. And that's just, it's all about, it comes back to this stuff. Sam is the Blade Trinity of people, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, Ryan Reynolds is in it, right? Yeah, absolutely. We love Ryan Reynolds. Everybody loves Ryan Reynolds nowadays. So, But... <laughs> Um, all right, so they have figured out that uh, the Roman goddess of luck or whatever is here. Um, uh, they talk to Evie, trying to confirm this, mm-hmm. uh, and she's like, yeah, okay, long story short, Pax here, uh, Pax East, is the son of this goddess. Yep. Uh, then we switched over to the abandoned church, where this uh, unnamed Gregory has Jack uh, bound with his hands behind his back and kneeling on the floor, just like I like my archangels, Chris. <laughs> wow. wow. This, this B-plot is so nothing. It's really it nothing. It has swords. It has a cool church set. It has an emotional moment between Cass and Jack, but it's like such like a side thing that it's so weird. It feels, <laughs> real, like, it feels like just real unceremonious that they just like plopped him in um and it feels good when the, the the cast jack moment feels good um but we'll get to that in a minute uh mm. this gregorius is basically grilling jack on why he's killing gregorius jack doesn't say anything um gregorius says like i have my own frequency of angel radio and my brother was calling out to me and i think that you were making him do that so that you could kill yeah. me too um and i'm real tired of angels using the term angel radio uh, that just doesn't seem it cool. stinks dude it's very bad um uh, Sam and Dean <clears throat> put a knife up to Pax's throat and say, like, bring out your mother. Uh, and it turns out that it's Moira, the redhead from earlier. Yeah. And she's like, kill him. I don't care. Like, I can make new sons. Like, I've been around for a while. Um, <laughs> Dean's like, damn it. <laughs> they uh, they very quickly, like, Dean's like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll play you for not just luck, um, but all of the luck that I need, but also all of these people's lives. And she calls him a beach reed. Yeah, dude. Which, um, 
simple to get through i think she said like an easy to read kind of yeah, just a book you read on the beach you just it's a vacation book you're chilling you're you're vibing out and he's like i'm tolstoy and she's like bro you don't even know who that is she she laughs in a way that i laughed when i heard that which made me think that it was maybe an improvised line because it's i just i was like there's <laughs> dean doesn't know who tolstoy is i'm sorry he just doesn't and if he does like he he saw it in a movie like there's no question right. in my mind you know we've moved away from the narrative of dean being a dumbass or anything absolutely I mean, of course they're both dumbasses yeah um, but that still, Dean does not know who that is. <laughs> Dean is not a dumbass, and he absorbs popular culture. I don't culture. think Sam does either, to be frank. I mean, Sam would know who he is, but he hasn't read him. Absolutely. Anyway, not. I appreciate yeah. that Dean said it. I'll say that much. If Tolstoy, like, I don't know, went on my favorite murderer, like, he would probably know yeah. a lot more about it. <laughs> Sam and his stupid podcast. <laughs> Did I tell you? Um, I don't know if I told you this. I, I, I put this in the Discord, but uh, one of the people that added us their pictures uh, for their like top five podcast, um, I don't remember where we were on the chart, but number five was a podcast called Jensen and Holes. And I and I was just like um, I have I have to know like what the fuck is oh, that oh 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 that is the yeah and, yeah and okay that's and, the detective and, and the person like told that, me right? yeah the person told me was like oh this is like a Bruce Jensen and something such and such and it's a blah 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 it has nothing to do with supernatural <laughs> but I'm like you can't put Jensen in holes next to Monster of the Week in a list and not expect yeah. me to think some weird Seriously. shit like yeah I think I think my sister told me about that podcast but yeah Jensen uh, Jensen's holes are actually it's our it's our spinoff that's our spinoff podcast yeah that's what we're gonna call our Winchester podcast. Uh, Fortuna goes over to Sam and is like, "Hey, uh, I'll I'll play you." And she's like, "Okay, that's." And he says, "Fine, but I want to do it for everybody in there." And she's like, "No, just for your luck. Um, and if you lose, I'll kill you both." Um, meanwhile, the Gregory is torturing Jack by carving bloodborne runes into his uh, to his chest. Cool um, stuff. Cool stuff. Uh, Jack reveals that he was killing these Gregory because they were bad Gregory. Uh, the mm. last one was killing, feeding on the souls of human. Um, and this guy does it only he uses children yeah Ew. that's a uh, pretty sketch my dude nomin uh, on some little children's not, souls not you cool. freak uh, you the, freak the Gregory is like how the fuck do you know that I didn't tell a nope I didn't put yeah. that on a radio this guy starts sweating Sam Winchester style when Jack <laughs> he's says stressed that. when he hears this like immediately sweat on the brow um, he just is like Jack was like I read your browser history <laughs> motherfucker motherfucker can't believe and, they, dude, and all these years 15 years on the cw jack got the one swear they didn't beat it <laughs> i can't believe jack said fuck on my sound on, on I, read, I read your browser history motherfucker um uh, the gregory asks, like how do you know that and jack says death uh and then gastiel pops up and very quickly kills the gregory and that again very unceremonious uh is stunned to see jack there uh unties him helps him up and they give this dude this I, we got like hug. a one second sword fight not enough of a sword fight I not think, enough of a sword fight I bet that's, that's such what, a tease dude that is such a like Cass b- should have his own Gregory sword at this point because 100%. he's collected them along the mm-hmm. way can you just uh, I'm sorry I bet I will bet you an, an unreasonable amount of money that that's what happened in the season 10 episode with these guys is that they were st- they had swords but they barely used them so we didn't we weren't clued in on the swords and like, now we don't remember that uh, episode. like just a little buccaneer style like oh, dude, a so little fencing cool some, swords just, yeah just definitely. a couple like two moves Castiel can fence you don't have to tell me that I already know that Castiel can fence and he's left-handed with it too, which is kind of cool because it's different. You know what I mean? It has a different style. Absolutely different. He's got different a different stance. style. He's you get the hand behind the back and he's all mm-hmm. pose and shit. 
And just go, bah, 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 with a little oh, dash in the chest. And then the guy's like, uh-uh, you didn't get me. And Cassio's like, look again. And you see the blood spurting out of his heart. Mm-hmm. He got him. What do we say to What do we say to death, Castiel? And he says, not today, not today. Billy. Not today, Whoa. Billy. <laughs> not today, Billy. Oh, man. Wow. That's, wow. That's good, huh? That's good. You Let's like write that. this. <laughs> Let's fucking write this joint. Copyright, copyright, copyright. Yeah, pat, yeah, pat, yeah, pat, yeah. Trademark, trademark, trademark. Um, Castiel and Taz Jack, they do a big hug. Uh, I uh am fine with this uh but i just want to say that uh bobby would have hit him with the um, holy water and the salt and the silver just yeah i guess i guess we're led to believe that that castiel does do this at the off screen because he says it to uh oh does he does he he says it's really him but um oh well i wanted to see it i like that i I love a i love a good holy water to the face gag and i'm sad we didn't get it yeah it feels like a rite (laughs) of passage too like i think feel like everybody that's so liable the show has gone through it at least once so um it's time for another pool game uh sam breaks sinks two stripes uh fortuna's doing a bunch of talking uh in between and uh they tell her like hey we're doing this so that we can kill god uh, and she says, well, hey, like, I know that dude, because back in the day, uh, God created everything, and then humans started worshiping everything but him, uh, and he was really mad about it at first, and then he created a bunch of minor gods like myself, and basically allowed us to take the blame for anything that went wrong with his perfect little story. Um, that sounds like him. Oh, absolutely. Um, and nowadays, of course, he's taking credit for everything, and they barely get scraps. And this all fits in pretty nicely, I think, with what we've seen from gods over the years in Supernatural, of them just, like, scraping to get any kind of faith or worship or tribute or whatever weakened uh, from their former selves. Um, and it puts a nice little spin on the whole show, I think, that God is directly responsible for that. Um, and just like, okay, so Chuck just makes every person and thing that he comes in contact with miserable. Yeah, uh, guy stinks. Um, I don't know if we talked about it, but in this scene, uh, Moira or whatever her name is Fortuna also says like, "Oh, why are you guys? Why are you guys doing this? Are mm-hmm. you uh, girlfriend problems, liver problems?" Uh, and so the way that Sam says, "Accursed by God," <laughs> made me laugh. And then that's a, she goes into it like, "Yeah, you know, we kind of all are, dude." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, "No, no, no, no. The God, the absolute exactly, yeah, God. Like, specific. It's personal. It's personal." Yeah. Um. So yeah, then she goes into all that spiel, um, and there, you know, Dean's saying, "Oh, they're gonna, they're gonna fight God, all this stuff." And then Sam lines up that winning shot, gives a little look to to Dean, and then he shoots it and he hits it. I kept expecting Sam to fail, but it's like, whoa, that was kind of a double brother bluff. I know we're, we're they're doing well in this because like Sam is the is the underdog in this, but he is now he, he, he dude's good at pool, like he fucking runs the table. Um, yeah. And when he and wins, he's got a d- different vibe. I think that's always been his thing. Is like he goes in acting like the slightly over emotional, slightly high strung guy, but then really he's loosey goosey under the table there. You know what yep. I mean? Mm-hmm. He, that's if I would describe Sam as anything is loosey goosey. That is pure Sam Winchester energy right there. <laughs> loosey goosey under the table. Um, uh, but yeah, I just I love the look, the brother look, and then he hits it. I'm like, yeah, there we go. That's the doctor. <laughs> fucking about. got it. <laughs> Uh, Fortuna says, "Like, hey, uh, we can go double or nothing, and if I win, if you win, I'll give you the luck of heroes of yore. Like, you'll have the luck of Hercules. Mm. Um, and I don't remember Hercules having a lot of luck. I just remember having him having a lot of muscles. But also, my 
opinion of Hercules is skewed because he shows up in Marvel in modern Mar- Marvel comics. Yeah, and he's super horny all the time. So, uh that bummer. That's a bummer. Uh, I mean, he's, I mean, he's you know kind of like a pansexual weirdo that everybody gets along. Oh, with. I guess that's cool. Yeah, you know, when so you said horny, I don't, I don't think horny is a bad thing. But sometimes when you just get like a ripped dude who's horny, it's kind of like, oh yeah, 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 you know, yeah. This guy might suck, or he could just be like an excellent himbo. You know what I mean? He is, he is a one hundred percent an excellent himbo. Yeah, like absolutely. like excellent himbos, like just a big buff dumbass. That's yep. a, that's a perfect mm-hmm. man right there. Very respectably <laughs> horny. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like kind of just doesn't understand why everybody doesn't have sex with each other all the time because it's fun. Like, definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah, that yeah. dude's like, hey, we're all friends. Let's have sex together, and everyone's like, uh, yeah. no, <laughs> don't don't well, want. Like, like if like if if somebody else says it, it's super weird. But nobody gets uncomfortable when he does it. They're just like, no, man, no, dude, we're good. What we do here. Yeah, it's not it's not really. Oh, our thing. all right, well. I'll um, be at the pool, but like the actual swimming pool. He's at the YMCA, just taking a dip. Sam says like he'll play for the luck, but he also wants to free everybody at the bar. And she's like, "Hey, those people don't matter." And Sam and Dean are like, "But they matter to us." Uh, and yeah, dude, she goes, "They don't matter." Sam says, "They matter to me." Dean from downtown, they matter to us. And I'm like, "Let's fucking go, boys. Let's go I'm do in, it. Let's I'm in, go." This I'm is... watching my TV, and I go, "They they matter to me too. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go." I, I like that guy Steve that Evie said was stinky earlier. Yeah. <laughs> even though just, let's get it. Even though he did not like Blade Trinity, I cannot believe that. <laughs> Yeah, this is the next day, by the way. They watched all three movies. Yeah, everybody's everybody's like, I can't believe Wesley Snipes was such an asshole in during Blade Trinity's filming. I mean, <laughs> they had to CGI his eyeballs. That's ridiculous. Because because he wouldn't uh, open his eyes in the shot? Ridiculous. Break these bonds! Um, so, Sam loses. Uh, Sam loses. And Dean's like, hey, we had to try. Uh, I think she calls them stupid on the way out. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of a weird uh, anticlimax, they just leave the bar. Uh, yeah. and they're like, well, we gotta, we gotta figure out how to kill her, I guess, and come back. Um, and before they could even get very far, all of the patrons like that were in the bar start leaving. Uh, and Evie walks up and is like, Hey, yo, uh, everybody's cool now. Fortuna was super impressed. He, she thought y'all were mad heroic. And they're like, I mean, why are you talking like this way? Evie, you haven't had this weird, like teenage accent. And she's like, I'm just in my feels, bruh. Why I'm you, in my feels. I you, got a lot going on. Why you gotta press? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And she uh, she gives them a super-powered luck coin and is like, hey, uh, Fortuna thought you guys were heroes. And Yeah, she says uh, the message from Fortuna is don't play his game, make him play yours. And then she gives him that coin. Yeah. And I'm like, let's do this. Give me one, too. I'm ready. Fucking uh, Street Fighter 2. Break these chains. That's it's... what I kept screaming when I was watching this episode. They're going to they're gonna challenge Chuck to Street Fighter 2 Turbo Championship yeah. Edition. Um... Imagine, dude. Get... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on. Uh, we jump back over. I'd to- lose though. I suck at that game pretty hard. Um, Sam grabs the coin. He gets a little luck transferred to his body. Dean quickly grabs it. Dean snatches that out of his hand so very funny, fast. Very funny. Like that fucking thing was about to go off on a text message <laughs> yeah, tone. Like, Give me some of that. Um, they jump in the Apollo, which cranks right up. They speed off, no problems. Uh, when they get back to the bunker, uh, we find out that they've, uh, you know, Dean's been trying scratchers, but haven't. You know, they haven't been able to actually win anything, although their credit cards work now. And uh, Dean can eat double bacon cheeseburgers again without yeah, it. So. Yeah. Um, so, they're you know, it seems like they've leveled up. And all things considered, I, you know, I think the concept of them having this special main character luck be removed from them, like, kind of sucks. That, like, they just keep taking it, like, to the next meta level, to the next meta level. Um, 
so the general conceit i'm sort of sort of like you know iffy on um does it invalidate so much of what's happened before i don't know i'm not here to argue that i did enjoy this episode though um it wasn't what i expected not necessarily even really what i wanted but it was an entertaining ride with them at the bar interacting with like so many different people both sam and dean getting to kind of play off of each other play off of these other people that whole thing was actually really fun. And so them just kind of like trying and failing, but then getting that luck back anyway, um, makes you think like, okay, their special powers aren't really, um, special powers. It's just, they're just good dudes. That's kind of like how I reconciled it again, because they're going to do the heroic thing no matter what. And so I think, you know, it just, it all works back out. I think the message is, uh, something that Dean Winchester says right after, uh, Sam loses the game, which is that they had to try, and I think that's the real, that's the point that they're driving home in this. And that what Fortuna was impressed by was even in the face of overwhelming odds, they will always try. And that's what makes them heroic. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. the luck. It's not the gifts. It's not the ability to pick a lock. It's not, it's not the 47 it's not the L's. Looks. It's not the, it's not the Blade Trinity on DVD. It yeah. is absolutely their ability to, their, their tenaciousness, their determination. Like mm-hmm. it's the thing that people get all teary eyed when they think about Captain America. And he's like, I could do this all day or whatever. Like that's, it is that sheer grit and determination that is, it kind of imbues these characters with quote unquote specialness. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that this this impressed like one of the oldest gods in existence and one of the only gods that remembers like the origin of all of these gods on Earth is is impressive and I think it they this is a deserved win for them um, and a very and I, I unusual like that way. Moira isn't super evil either Me she too. is yeah. uh, or Fortuna whatever you know she is feeding off of people but. It, in like it makes sense it's like in a godly way you know like well you're all beneath me so i don't see you that way um but this was enough that it like you know they don't need to go back and kill her now <laughs> exactly yeah like she's just gonna move on and um and like after this chuck thing like who's to say like they may try to go figure out a, a solution for her but in the meantime like it's it's not like she's killing multiple people and eating their hearts um uh <laughs> i so they arrive at the bunker um, they find Castiel who looks very uncomfortable and who just kind of unceremoniously again brings out Jack Castiel says it's it's really him um, Sam in a very emotional moment I Dude, think Cass walks out so slow that it looks like he just took a huge dump that's all I could think about uh, you know that awkward like okay here we go like if yeah. I get really sick and I come out of that bathroom like I'm a little like I I need a cane you know what I yeah, mean yeah. Or, like I need, I, I'm just I'm a little weakened and that's Castiel's like kind of like it seems like he's clenching his cheeks a little bit you're trying um, to uh, and I know Castiel's trying to figure out this is about to happen you're, you're, Castiel's trying to figure out if like he's gonna be seen first or smelt first you know what I'm saying like which <laughs> what's, what's gonna happen it's just peeking outside the door like I know this is gonna hit everybody I'm just kind of trying to just minimize the amount of impact that this has on, on everybody's Sam life Sam at the door oh dude yo uh, you okay so Castiel are those big stinky eggs <laughs> Dean, I think there's demons. He immediately cocks his gun. I think we got to go after. I think we got to go in there, Dean. I think demons got cast. We got to go after him. <laughs> yeah. Dean puts his hand on Sam's shoulder and he goes, "No, Sam, pay attention. There's a difference here. That's just cast. Don't worry about it." Um, I don't remember. Strong sense of smell, these heroes. I don't remember if Castiel poops or not in this current timeline that we're in. I don't. I don't remember. We don't know. Um, we don't. I assume he evaporates it in the middle somewhere, unless he wants to be on the hopper. So you know it's what I mean? interesting. I think that, if you're an angel, you get to pick if you want to. Interesting that she would like say he just he he would have to go through the the internal process of producing and then pushing out the poop. And I'm sorry, everybody, mm. that I just said pushing out the poop. I'm really sorry hey, for everybody right. that had to hear okay. that. Um, 
but then then he would magic it away like because if it was me if it was if i was an angel i'd just be like oh i have i have the makings of that let this get i just want all of the eating and none of the consequences like i would just uh yeah i think that castiel sometimes likes to go through the the motions he wants to feel human he wants to feel closer to dean um so he goes into that bathroom uh-huh. And he does every everything that a normal person does, but he doesn't flush. When he gets to the flush point, he just gets a little confused, and he just he magics it away. <laughs> oh, okay. So you think it's the the operation of the toilet, like that? that he really just then it's him. in there, and he goes, well, "What now? Is it supposed to just sink? I don't get it." Do, the flush thing is just for whatever reason is just never clicked. So he re- magics it away. Do you remember the time that Castiel thought the poopery was uh, um, breath spray? That mm, was that was a bad mm. time. <laughs> Mm. I don't know. Poor Cass. He's Poor been Cass through it. This guy's been through it. it. Um, so yeah, to, on, on a more serious note, uh, Castiel brings out Jack. Uh, Sam immediately goes for the hug. Like, uh, mm-hmm. and I think this says a lot of things. Like to get back to my like, Bobby would have thrown some uh, holy water in his face. Like Sam implicitly trusts Castiel to have you know checked this out. Uh, and it's you know Sam has this emotional bond with Jack. He's he was he'd been there. He's been a, uh, in his corner since the very beginning. Um, since like we saw Jack in the corner in that first episode, he was trying to help. He was trying to reach out and make communication and make make a, an emotional connection. Um, and this is, I think is a very powerful moment of Sam just like going in for it. Uh, Dean holds back a little bit and he gives Jack like a real hard stare. Um, and he he comes close. I don't think he ever actually does the hug though. I don't think I think he does like the yeah. He puts his hand behind his neck and looks at him in the eye. Yeah, he does um, one of those things. I I for me that's kind of like we're squashing the beef. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. It's water under the bridge. Like I'm not hugging you, but the beef is squashed. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, I just I feel like they kind of went through that moment when Dean didn't pull the trigger last season when when God decided Absolutely. he was going to yeah. you know, and I th- so I think that was that that thing, um, you know maybe there's still something going on there like but not pulling the trigger to me that was that was forgiveness that was something, yeah. um, so I th- this was squashing the beef to me we'll see maybe they'll get into it and they, I mean they probably will but um, <laughs> we might have another tap dancing section too Chris who knows we might have another tap dance you know so um, anything could happen they celebrate it's time for beers and a ketchup uh, Jack says he had to eat all of their hearts uh, to get more powerful because that's what Billy told him um, he wasn't able to come home because he had to stay hidden from Chuck uh, he wasn't able to use any of his powers because as soon as he does Chuck would know that he was still alive and he would try to kill them again um, so this confirms that Chuck is off world at this point point. Um, and he reveals that Chuck is afraid of him but uh, because he knows that Jack can power himself up and he can kill God. Uh, the question I have about this startling revela- revelation is that like, that's not any different than what we were going to try to do before. And the answer to that was, well, if we kill God, we kill existence. So I'm c- very curious how Billy and uh, Jack are like, are they just, and I think I said this a couple episodes ago, like, are they just setting this up to, for Jack to become a benevolent God? Like, is that going to be the thing? That's yeah. They, they, they have to be building a replacement. Because if they're worried about what happens when he's gone, they need they need to have a replacement waiting in the wings. He's eating fucking Grigori hearts. Um, my canon is that he also ate the swords. Okay, yeah, so, I'm with that. Yeah, so that's just, just you chomp know, chomp. After he saw that, he saw the moves that Castiel pulled, mm-hmm. and he was like, Castiel was like, you know, I I, I could teach you if you want to know. And he's like, great. And then he just chowed down, and Castiel was like, what? <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you, you mean? What did you do? <laughs> Chris, will you, will you go on a little journey with me for a quick? Sure. Um, so let's let's presume 
that all of the stuff that we're talking about happens. So they go on a quest. They kill more Gregory Hearts. Jack powers up uh, through personal sacrifice and hard determination. Our, our team for Will is able to take down God and transfer all of his powers into Jack. Sam and Dean miraculously live through this. Maybe Castiel does. Maybe he doesn't. Um, and then Jack, who has now become is no longer just like their son and their family. He's like this cosmic being who they can't quite understand, but still remembers Mm -hmm. being his son and his family. Jack says, I will give each of you one boon um, because you helped me save the universe. You helped me kill my grandfather and become this being. You have one boon. He goes to Sam Winchester. He says, what, what would be your one boon, my son? And do you think that Sam Winchester would ask for blade four or my thought was blade Trinity director's cut. Okay. Like Snyder Cut, you know what I mean? Sure. Okay. Snyder Cut of Blade Trinity. Fine. That's good. Blade okay. Trinity, like Fine. four hours of footage. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it doesn't exist within your in this universe, but like, if it did, you uh-huh, know what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I think that's I think that's what Sam goes for. Imagine Sam goes like downtown. He's like, bring Jessica back. She's my girlfriend. That'd be so mean. <laughs> that would be really um, mean. Because so, he's like, he's dating Jessica. Now, and then suddenly he's like, oh, sorry, my college girlfriend's back. <laughs> Oh god, that'd be super mean. She's Horrible. still twenty two. Oh, no. um, oh no. Um, no, I, Blade I just, Trinity Snyder cut. Okay, Blade Trinity. Who's Snyder the director cut. of Blade Trinity? Fuck if I know, dude. I don't know. Stephen Dorff, probably. <laughs> what is Dean asking for? Um, I I think like infinite beer in the fridge, or like he would just do something like like no monsters, maybe. I don't know. Like you know, a place in heaven. Like it would be something really depressing, yeah. maybe. Like uh, I just want to be with my family. Like shut up, Dean. Definitely. Blade <laughs> Trinity, twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, five point eight out of ten on IMDb. Uh, give me the Goyer cut, David S. Goyer. Oh yeah, that's give what me it the, is. Give Goyer. me the Goyer cut. This is whoa. December eighth, two thousand four is the release date of Blade Trinity. Mm-hmm. We're coming mm-hmm. up on the anniversary. We're getting close. I mean, they they've announced a new Blade movie. I don't know if you know that. I don't, you don't pay attention to Marvel. Yeah, stuff, I know, but, but it's yeah. not like it's not Wesley Snipes. That's <laughs> it's not Wesley Snipes. Um, you know, and I bet I'm got. I know it's the, like Marvel, and I'm not even really into Marvel, but like I'll I'll see Blade. I will see Blade. I will be I will be hard pressed. I, I'm, it's Marvel, and I'm going to see the movie regardless. But yeah. like, if they Dude, if they that, don't make the Return of the Daywalker, let's fucking get it. If they don't make that movie rated R, though, then they have. I just true vampires like, are rated R as a rule. They, it has to be like, what is a PG thirteen vampire? Like it sucks. Like that's like, just the concept. You is know, out out the box. They're they're a metaphor for sexuality anyway, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like to start it off, vamp. I don't, and I'm very sorry if this is a, is a slur or something. I know vamp is used to describe bisexual people, or it was. I learned that from Metal Gear Solid, though, so that could be not a, a cool thing to say. I don't. I think um, like it's just a verb to vamp, right? Is, just, it, is it a slur? Yeah, that's what I think. So it, there's a part. Raiden goes, "Snake, this this guy's name is Vamp. Is he a vampire?" And Snake goes, "No, it's because he's bisexual." Um, Fucking Hideo I, that Kojima. Could be, that could be inappropriate. I'm very sorry. I don't take know. the pin um, away from Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know what we were talking about. How did we get to this subject? More Blade Trinity jokes. Uh, what's everybody's boon? So Dean's getting a, a fridge full of beer. Fridge full of beer. Uh, Castiel would probably say something like "peace on Earth" or something. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe Castiel just like wants to be human. Like he probably just wants to. That would that would actually be the sweetest thing, right? Castiel is like, I get to be a human boy and be with my boyfriend on and live a normal life without having to. Um, oh God, what if he's like Jack? Can you just make it so Dean doesn't get mad at me anymore? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so Dean stops being mad. Oh, oh. So miserable. Um, 
let's get out of here. What did, what did you think about yeah, this episode? Yeah, I'm, I'm googling. I'm googling this thing. I you know. Yeah, you're googling Blade been, Trinity. We need to get out of here. That could have been a joke. You know, that might not even be true. So I apologize. <laughs> I've made this into a whole thing and I didn't need to. Yeah, yeah. Let's get off let's get off let's get off these vamps. Uh what did you think about this episode, Chris Mosier? Um I liked it. I had fun. I had fun. Okay. Good. I liked um I liked I, I liked most of this episode. I thought it was really well done. I liked the fact that it tied into the ongoing mythology in a way that I was not expecting at all. Um, like getting a little bit of history on what God has done with the what Chuck has done with these gods, I think is kind of important for some of the meta plot. Um and yeah, I'm kind of here for all of this. So, yeah, same. Um, you know, Jack coming back without without much much ado. Uh, Castiel learning how to sword fight. Um, you know, we had our highs and lows. We had our highs and lows. I'm excited to see what happens next. Me too. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we thanked a lot of you guys at the beginning of the show, and uh, we we still very very much mean that from our hearts. So thank you for all of us people. Thank you to our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. We got hot new merch. And our t-shirt store, if you want to get a t-shirt of uh, Castiel smoking a cigarette with a skeleton, that's on our merch store. By the way, Chris, are you, you're on Discord right now, right? Uh, yeah. Hit that Selfies and Pets channel because somebody has posted themselves in one of those shirts and it looks way cooler than I thought it would. I thought it looked cool, but I was like, eh, maybe not for me. Now I have to own this shirt. Like, go look All at right. that picture. Tell me it's not the coolest shit in the world. I'm getting there. Uh, there it is. There it is. Hold on. Chris left the chat. I'm not, I didn't leave. I didn't leave. I bent over. <laughs> um, shouts to We're All Milligans now for, for looking oh, so fresh yeah. in the chat. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so go check that out. Uh, we will be back, back next week with season 15, episode 12. Uh, oh, well, this is kind of a spoiler. Kim Rhodes returns as Sheriff Jody Mills. All right. There you go. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. I'm looking into it, man. I'm looking into that term. Mm-hmm. It just usually means a seductress. Yeah. It's just Solid Snake says it that. <laughs> okay. So I, I think that's just hideo, not understanding <laughs> what that <laughs> no, is. No, I'm not, I'm not putting it on Kojima. I'm putting it on Solid Snake's homophobia. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like there's a stereotype of a uh, like an effeminate man who's really flurry. Who am I thinking? I'm thinking of the, the guy, Radar, from not Radar. Um, I'm thinking of the um, Klinger, I think, from M.A.S.H., do you remember that show? Mm-hmm. Um, with the real, I mean, I know it mashes, but I don't. I don't. He was he was the character that was like quote unquote pretending to be gay so that he would get kicked out of the army. Um, and oh, I, and oh, I, oh, I feel oh, like oh. that's a stereotype of like a dude who um, is is homosexual or is pretending to be homosexual, like f- purposely flirting with men to to gain something. And I think feel like that's probably where that came mm. from. Like that that as far as Snake is concerned, like not a, Snake. An yeah, thing. You, it's a it's in a codec called during the boss fight with Vamp. Uh, the guy's name is Vamp, mm-hmm. and it's because he's a vampire. That's um, li- literally is a vampire. He's not like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I didn't catch it on this time around. I just remember that from the thing, so I just looked it up again. It is a thing he says. I don't know why. Um, so we'll just. It's just. I'm I'm very confused. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, <laughs> I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have brought it I, up. I really I really don't think it's a slur unless you use it like a slur, right? Like I think no. I think if you I were. Mean, I literally was like, is it a slur? Is it derogatory? I'm googling. Mm-hmm. I'm googling fast. I'm trying to keep up. Uh, and then somebody was just like, yeah, usually just it's 
used as somebody who was like a seductress or a femme fatale. Yeah. Vamp's character originally was supposed to be female, and then he was changed to male. There you go. I don't know if that has something to do with it. Yeah. So it's probably just like somebody using their sexuality to uh, for their own personal gain. He like, doesn't though. He uses shadows, and it's a fucking. Well, I didn't. I mean, I mean I'm. T- <laughs> I said normally, not in the world of Metacritic Solid Chris Mosher. <laughs> this fucking dude. It's out of control. The boss fight was out of control. It was the one moment. I'm still talking. I'm still. I'm just still talking in the outtakes. Mm-hmm. One moment mm-hmm. in MGS2 that I could not fucking believe was fighting vamp no kill method bro nightmare nightmare situation anyway um good episode yeah uh bye check you later we we already said bye Bye -bye. this this is just outtake territory (laughs) hey jesus christ that was terrifying what are you doing i just said hey am i really loud you can't just be creeping up on dudes in the podcast dude what are you doing creepers i, I stewed in I did, the, I did a when, you, when you're in a room make noise jesus i said i it makes a noise when you join it goes just boom ruffle some clothes or something jesus christ have a chip eat a chip right before right before <laughs> i joined i said i'm joining and then i and then i joined you didn't I hear that i can't hear that before you join i can't huh. hear it i'm, I'm far That's crazy i'm away I've been doing it this whole time <laughs> I know that's not true because I get I, I see your audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and your true. audio never has that. Mm, mm-hmm. What's happening, Chris Mosier? You've had a rough go. Uh, I know. One sec. I don't know if you can hear me. One second. Sorry, I clocked out of work, but I didn't actually like close my thing down. Ah, uh, yeah, close that thing down, dude. Jesus Christ. It's gonna, it's gonna suck up all my internet, you know. I am familiar with the way that things work. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah, it's been a oh, it's been a week. It's been a week. You do know, you need work to stuff, vent? Family stuff. Do, do you want to talk about Hideo Kojima? Do you, do you need to, to vent about his crazy ass? <laughs> I finished I finished Metal Gear Solid Three again last night. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Oh, oh you... sorry. I'm just picking up. I just got. I got. I got a lot going on in my life. You dropped, <laughs> um, the, you dropped the microphone. I'm miss. I'm. I'm uh, once again. I think one of these volumes of Berserk isn't quite big enough. I think maybe volume six is a little thinner than volume seven, so the height disparity is really yeah. throwing me off. I'll We're, fix it in a minute. I think um, we need to get into like a. Like we need to start tracking every episode. Like if this is a two four seven day, the next day we need to sure, make sure, it like sure. a two three seven day. You know what I'm saying? Let's get yeah. We got to get the stats right now. Mm-hmm. Right now we're working with volumes one through six. So, um, put that on the record. Volumes one through six, not enough. Not Jesus enough. Christ. Just buy a stand. I can, I think I can send you a stand. I have a stand that I could most certainly raise my mic stand up. Also, the other day actually, uh, my podcast room. So the reason I stopped recording in there is because the internet just was like, now nah, we're good. Mm-hmm. And I could I could have moved my router in there and I could do it every time. Because just the way, I don't know why, it's not going to work if I don't have the router next to it. Like, I can't use my PlayStation or anything um, if I don't have the router in the same room. So I'm just like, you know what, I'm just going to record in there. Um, anyway, I was in there the other day and found that my laptop was still working. Internet was still okay. I don't know how voice chat would be, but it's promising. It's promising. We're going to have to give that a shot. Back to the stew, he goes. Back to the stew. You know, I miss I miss the old stew. It's a, it's a it's a quite messy in there. It's just stacks of books everywhere. It's like just shit from when I moved in. That's just there, still in boxes. Is there just a stack of six uh, volumes of Berserk just standing on the floor for some reason for for, for yeah, no apparent yeah. reason? Um, 
Anyway, what was I talking about? Metal Gear Solid Three. Metal yeah. Gear Solid Three. Um, you finished it. Some some old a, mid kissed. Some old. Well, that's four. That's four with the old mid kiss. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I thought it it's was so. Okay. It is really funny. You know, I played MGS Three when I was fifteen. I think it came out in two thousand four. Um, so fourteen, fifteen years old when I played that. Which is, I mean, that's pretty young, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's I was. I was but a young man. I went to, uh, I rented it, and then later on wanted to buy my own copy. And when I went to EB Games or whatever it was, the guy at the counter was, <laughs> I went to the mall with my friend Steve, and I tried to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> you're not old enough to buy this game. There's, there's themes Remember in when this. that th- was the thing? What? That's painful. <laughs> um, oh, I have, I've been that guy. Like saying yeah. like I'm sorry like I mean like and, and seeing the crushed dis- I may have told this story on the podcast but seeing the crushed disappointment as like a you know 11 year old is trying to convince his mother that like Grand Theft Auto is just about like catching the guys that are stealing yeah. the cars or something <laughs> and, and I'm like look man I'm not I'm not trying to ruin your son's day and he's just staring daggers at me and the mom has no clue and I'm like there's yeah. there's like strippers in this game like I mean I'm not I don't care I was doing way worse shit when I was 11 but I'm just wanting you to know yeah. I mean, we played, we played, hey, Mr. Outside of a store once so that my friend could buy Resident Evil 4. And some guy was like, yeah, man, whatever. <laughs> I'll get it for you. Um, Perfect. Anyway, uh, yeah, went into this GameStop or whatever it was. Guy says, sorry, you can't buy this. Like, do you have somebody who can? And I'm like, you know what? I think my mom is actually at the mall still. Like, I think she said she was going to go. Normally, you know, back in high school or middle school, whatever it was, she would drop us off and then she would just go. She would leave. And then somebody else would pick us up or we'd have a friend drive or whatever it was. Um but out for this one occasion, this one miraculous occasion, my mom was still at the mall. So I pull out my little Nokia cell phone and I'm like, yo, ma, we got a situation. I need you down here immediately. <laughs> come quick. Um, come quick. I need to see these men kiss. I, yeah. And I was like, I'm not old enough to buy this game. Like, can you help me out? And she was like, oh, sure. And my mom never really paid much attention to that stuff. But the guy at the counter, like, you know, he's like policy says he has to read everything that's in the game and, you know, you know, violence, all that stuff. Who cares? Parents don't care about that kind of thing. But it was like sexual themes, partial nudity. And she was like, whoa, hold on there. I don't know. I don't know about that. I was like, Ma, be cool. Be cool. Ma. It's cool. I've already played it. Be cool. <laughs> it's all and good. The guy at the counter, the guy at the counter went, ma'am, this is a really good game. I think you should just let him get it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Perfect. that's my guy. Perfect. That's my guy. That's my dude. Right there. That's my dude right there that's my dude um one time yeah, uh, so- my mom told my stepdad that she did not she absolutely did not want me to see um natural born killers um and <laughs> okay. and then my stepdad promptly rented natural born killers and was like you want to watch and i'm like well, fuck yeah <laughs> are you are you serious yeah, absolutely have you seen Hell those trailers yeah. they don't show you shit in those trailers i am into this um hell yeah and i was uh, terrified of that movie Dude, yeah, dude, with the, the first week that I played Metal Gear Solid 3, who, nobody wants to go down memory lane, but, you know, maybe somebody has a similar story and it'll trigger a happy memory. Um, I went to go rent something. I used, dude, I used to love Blockbuster. That yeah, was, like, my yeah, favorite dude. place in the world. Um, going to rent a fucking video game on a Friday night, knowing I got three solid days to three play that shit. days, um, dog. And, like, this that was, was gonna, good. And, and knowing that you were going to play the game... Because you weren't getting back to Blockbuster, like the parents were not taking you back to Blockbuster at all. Oh yeah, I don't know if oh, it yeah. was in walk with, within walking distance for you. It was definitely not for me. So like, no, I could ride my bike there. Like when I got a little older, I'd ride my bike down there. But it was not in walking distance. Um, this is also how I ended up with Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, very mm-hmm. similar stories. Looking for a different game, got that one instead. Same thing with Metal Gear. Pretty sure I'm. Lo- I 
was looking for like Odimusha 2 or something. <laughs> and uh, then went to the store. They didn't have it. So I'm start looking around. And I see Metal Gear Solid 3. And I'm like, all right, I've, I watched my friend play MGS2. It didn't seem that cool. <laughs> um, and then I remember seeing like commercials for MGS3. Like it was uh, whatever year that would have been. Just commercials on TV for this. And I'm like, all right, like I know about Solid Snake. Like I've read enough video game magazines in my life to have a general awareness of this. Picked up the game started it there's so much talking at the front that i was like hmm <laughs> i don't know about this i don't know about this and then i don't know when exactly it happened when that first moment of holy shit was um but eventually that holy shit moment hit me and i was obsessed with it i think i got it sunday ish and i played it until it was due back probably the next Friday. I don't remember how long you used to be able to rent games. Where you could enter a program or something. You could do like a seven-day rental. I don't, it doesn't matter. It's not important. Mm-hmm. What, what is important is that I would come home from school every day, and I used to hang out with my friends. And for this one week, I said, no friends. No we friends. are not chilling. Not cool. You're not I am good. going home, and I would lay down on my bed. When I, was, uh, when I was 14, 15, my TV was just literally touching the foot of my bed. It was just right there. It was, just, it was enclosed, a wall behind me, a TV in front of me. It was, I, I had the situation set up. Uh, and I laid there in bed, fully clothed, <laughs> just in my school clothes, um, with that PS2 on, playing until it got dark every single night. And then my parents would come home at like six o'clock and be like, "Have you moved at all? Absolutely <laughs> not. Done anything?" No. And I said, "No, no. I'm going through it. I'm, I'm good." It took me, it took me three hours over the course of like probably two days to beat one of the bosses his name is the end it's this huge sniper battle you have in the woods where you're hiding from each other if he gets you it just puts you to sleep and then you get dragged away to some like prison somewhere and then you got to break out of the prison that happened to me like three different times um now i can do it in five minutes when i when i just did my most recent playthrough i flew through it yeah but that memory of just like being in the shit with this fucking old man boss battle for for three days or whatever or three hours like it was incredible it was such a a powerful experience and every boss fight in this game kind of had that vibe to it and then you get to the end and there's so many twists and so many turns uh, that by the end, like when like the final twists and turns come, I was like wrecked. <laughs> like the, fu- <laughs> the ending credits music starts playing, and I'm just like an emotional shell. And it, it, I was coming off the back of like too many games with sad endings. I don't remember if this is before or after Shadow of the Colossus, but like there was like a streak there where like every fucking game I played was like, I know you just fought so hard. Can I just to beat can I just giant get the fucking dad. princess after? I mean, goddamn, I just want a princess. Yeah. I just want to win the princess yeah, at the bro, end of the game. I'm Bro. Just a teen boy. Just let me get one smooch on a princess. I beg of thee. <laughs> just, I beg of thee. I don't need to know and that they, war is bad. I am 13. <laughs> Please just I'm give 13. me a princess. And that's, that's the other thing is that Metal Gear is so like anti-war. So like anti-everything. Like all these like things, like all these like American values, like this patriotism and capitalism and all this stuff. Metal Gear isn't always explicitly against that, but like it's, you know, it's kind of sneaking in there. Like all this stuff is pretty fucking bad isn't it um and absolutely not pick didn't pick up on any of that kojima is always trying to subvert the fact that you play as like a cool bad badass guy who kills people um he's always just like hey isn't that kind of fucked up that we keep idolizing this shit and i go uh yeah i guess so anyway we're solid snake <laughs> like i want to be solid snake so i was still in that phase of like this guy's super fucking cool i don't care this guy fucking rules uh, i want to emulate this man and, you know i'm st- still a little bit of that now i still play it and i go fuck yeah big boss you're the fucking man i love this um, shit i love this shit anyway it's just so i played this game a million times 
and this is the first time that I've beaten it in a very long time. Um, and getting to the end of it again was like, God damn, you know, going through so much. And this week has been so crazy. So to be able to sit down and finish this and for the first time in 17 years, I got my perfect no kill run. There was always nope. one or two. I would always I try to do the no kill runs, um, but I was always end up with like one or two, one or two at the end. I'd be like, how'd I get that guy? It's probably because I hit him with the tranquilizer dart. He fell asleep on a bridge and then he fell off the bridge. You know, it's some shit like that where like you don't realize it happened. And this time the trophy popped. I almost didn't even notice it until the trophy popped. I was like, oh my god, oh shit, oh my god, I fucking did it finally. Now I understand um, what this is. So yeah, it was a, uh, it was, it was, a, it was a good time. I'm gonna go into MGS4 now, which I have not played also in ten years, and I've only played it twice, so don't have as many, um, uh, or as much memory of that game as I do with the other ones. But um, I'm, yeah, it, um should be, it should be interesting. Uh, you you saying that your TV was at like the foot of your bed uh, reminded mm-hmm. me intensely of the time that me and a buddy of mine got like really into a PC uh, strategy game. It was like what what they call a 4X game. Um, uh, called Mass of Orion 2. Um, Ooh. And like, it was like a 4X game, if you're not familiar, it's just like, I think it's Exploration, <laughs> X-Combat. I don't know, man. I don't remember what the, all the Xs <laughs> are basically. But you, you control, like, it's like an Age of Empires kind of thing, right? Um, right, right, right. Except this is a P- PC-ass video game in like 1997 or something. Um, and you could play multiplayer, but it was hot seat multiplayer. So, like, we would start a campaign, and I would have one galaxy, and he would have a second galaxy, and there'd be, like, six other galaxies, or whatever, that, like, the computer would control. And the longer you would play, the longer the turns got. Not only, like, the human turns, but, like, the longer it just took my computer to run through all of the enemy AI stuff. Like, it just took a long time. Um, So we would end up... Like at one point, we had suspended the monitor of my computer somehow above my bed, um, which now that I'm thinking about it, seems terribly unsafe because it was it, like mm-hmm. this was back in the days of CRTs, right? Like this was a Packard oh, Bell yeah. fucking CRT hanging above the place where I was sleeping, and we would like position ourselves with pillows and the keyboard in our lap and like the mouse beside us, um, and then that person would do that while the other person went and did anything else for an hour and a half or two hours. And then, <laughs> and then we would wait for the computer to do their thing. And then the first person would go get back up under the, which sounds for all of the world, like a weird sexual contraption now that I'm saying it out loud, but it wasn't, it was just a suspended <laughs> no, but this monitor. This is the kind of shit you do when you're a kid. Yeah, like, absolutely. I you're pretty young and you're just like, I, I, can't, I honestly can't think of any examples, but I remember one night my friends came over, slept over, you know, probably in seventh grade or whatever, Super Smash Bros. Melee had just come out. Um, and so we, you know, brought his GameCube over. We stayed up literally all night trying to unlock Mewtwo, who we weren't even sure if he was in the game or different characters like that. It's the first time I saw Fire Emblem characters. We stayed up literally all night. And then like, as soon as the sun came up, you know, we're 12 years old. I was like, let's go outside and pretend to be these characters and that's what we did we're like literally falling asleep because kids just do stupid fucking shit and it rules <laughs> I, I just kids are fucking dumb dude they're just so stupid especially when it comes to yeah. video games like just the stupidest fucking people in the world and i love it that's what video games are about stupid yep. stupid this, people dude me and the same kid i'm thinking back like um you know we don't really talk too much we we'll see each other every once in a while but um 
his mom and my mom are still really good friends. So, every, like, you know, occasionally she'll like show up during like a Christmas party or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm reminded of just all the stupid shit that we would do. Like, for some reason, we were always on top of his dad's van. Like, we would just climb on top of this van and like have sword fights up there or whatever. Like, pretend to be like Jedi. Dude, or I, I could tell I'm um, old because I almost yelled at you to get down just on this microphone. Yeah. I was like, get down yeah, from there, Chris exactly. Mosher. That is Literally, not appropriate. His neighbor would always see us over the fence and be like, get down from there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, we're just, just, you know, kids just doing dangerous shit for no fucking reason. No reason. Always trying to build stuff. Like he, like his dad would come home and be like, why do you have all these tools out? They'd be like, oh, we're building like a fort in the garage. And he'd be like, no, you're fucking no, you're not. not. The car yeah. goes in there. <laughs> I, um, I told you about the time that my cousins were on like rescue 911, right? Because they were. Uh, oh, this they, sounds familiar. We're going to have to. They were swing. They had a rope swing across like a little gully or whatever. And one of the kids got got the rope tangled around his neck. So literally hung himself over this thing. And they had to call 911. Oh and, and the kid was fine, I think. I actually don't remember what happened to the kid. I, like he was like. He wasn't one of the cousins, so I just didn't hang out with him, I guess. I don't really remember what this yeah. was. So he young. could have bled out or whatever. Yeah, I don't, whatever. None of your business. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't. I don't think Rescue 911 ever ever did any of those stories where people died at the end. I think it was all the good, yeah. good stories. It's not uh, good for morale. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, not, it's not good TV. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, that, was, like, that was some real stupid shit. Um, I got real into lighting matches behind the shed one time, which led to some pu- big punishment for Jeremy because yeah. that's not yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, did the, did the building stuff. One time I was, um, just hammering some nails into some boards, like not even no, no plan, no, nope. no, yeah, no strategy, plan. no, just, no, no finish line, no greater nope. scheme here. Um, just and, literally hammering some nails and then fuck. And then like nailed my thumb, just like smashed it. Mm. And, um, and I don't remember this. I was so young. I don't remember. My grandfather used to tell me this, uh, walked inside and was like, Papa, look what I did to my thumb. And my grandparents looked around, and my grandmother did one of those like, <gasps> and my grandpa was like, yeah. "Oh my god!" And then apparently I looked down, and like the shock wore off, and then I just started screeching, crying. Yeah, <laughs> it's when you see the, the adults react. That's when you. That's when everything sinks, and you go, "Oh wait, what?" Exactly. Yeah. Not not Dude, good. It, it, nothing. Nothing like coming inside with a stupid injury that you now got to explain. Got to explain to somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I tried like, to catch. How'd you end up like this? I tried well, to catch the boomerang uh, that my great grandmother got me from Australia, and I clocked myself in the face with it. So, like now, I don't have a tooth. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, mom. This is what uh, happened. Man. man, oh youth, being a kid, man, wasted. It's wasted on the youth, Chris. Waste, literally wasted on the youth. I got. I had a. I, had, I actually tweeted about this like a year ago. Um, Probably around the same time, we were always out in the. We had a woods behind my house. I've said this recently, so we'd be out there like having sword fights and stuff. And we were like a little too old to be doing it, which probably is not a surprise. Um, you know, like everything that you know about me. But there was one last summer. It was like we were already kind of over that phase of doing that kind of stuff. It was like right before I started like dating girls and stuff. It was just like me, Steve, the boys out on our bikes all day, eating fucking pizza from the corner store and just fucking playing all. It was like one last pure summer of like, we were obsessed with oblivion. So yeah, we were probably like 15. We're probably a little way too old for the shit. We were obsessed with oblivion. We got really into pirates of the Caribbean that summer for some Ah. reason. The movie had not just come out. It was a couple years old. Weird, Um, but okay. I'm down. It was just one of those things, and like we were all like super into whatever bands we were listening to back then. It was just like all day, every day, everybody would chill. like you'd stay up super late, and we'd play like Xbox or whatever together. Uh, or usually, I think we were all just playing Oblivion solo. <laughs> 
<laughs> that we'd fair. like sleep fair in. And then at like play Oblivion in the morning when we woke up. And then somebody would like, you know, text us at 10 a.m. We'd all get on our bikes, go meet up, get candy, get pizza, do whatever, fucking mess around all day. Then come back, we'd have like a fire in my backyard. Um, and we just, we just fucking played. We just played. It was pure. And when I was writing this series of tweets whenever I did it, I was just like, you know what? Like, I, have, oh, I always look back with like a lot of regret sometimes about the way I wasted my time. Or like, you know, I'm just the, that's the kind of guy I am, you know? I'm, that's just the kind of guy I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I look back on that summer, I was like, you know what? That's a fucking beautiful memory. And I'm going to hang on to that because that was just <laughs> nice. That was just let, let that bring warmth to my heart. Not pain that it's gone, but warmth that it happened. <laughs> sometimes wasting the time is the point, right? Like that's... Like that's the experience. Exactly. There was no other expectations, and you guys didn't put any expectations on it. So that's what makes it so magical. Um, so talk about people, kids doing stupid stuff. I remember this kid I used to hang out with in the sixth grade, who later turned into a drug dealer. Um, out that's the, most guys I know. <laughs> out out in the front of his house uh, was not like a heavily wooded area, but just like a wooded area. Have you ever seen like where they like? fucking strip a bunch of trees out for lumber and then they plant it and then like and they replant oh, it yeah. and then like yeah. 10 years later you've got some really tall skinny pines or whatever mm-hmm. um and around all of this like wooded area were just these long sticks and we just made a game of hit the other guy with the stick as hard as you can oh yeah um you couldn't do melee it was ranged only though that was the ranged only ranged wow ranged only. only stick attacks which is way worse because in melee you have some control of where you're aiming and like you 90 percent of the time you're not going to whack a dude in the face um mm-hmm. but in ranged once that once it lets go once once you let go of it once it leaves your hand like that's it's all over with who knows where it's gonna go and mm-hmm. yeah that was that was dangerous he that was also the kid that um would play me uh, what I later found out to be, I don't remember if it was Nirvana or he would play me like songs that he learned on the guitar and pass them off as like he had written them himself. But oh they, my God. They, they were all like, <laughs> uh, like fucking huge bands like Nirvana or Metallica <laughs> or shit. And like, I was, I was just enough. Like I was a little bit behind him in my music stuff that like, uh-huh. it, it was only like a two week thing. Like my Columbia house CDs came three days later than his did. So like, <laughs> as soon as I got my Columbia house CD delivery, I was all over this shit. I was like, dude, did write this. This is that yeah. guy from Seattle. What are you doing? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, oh, there was one more story I was going to tell you. Fuck. Oh yeah. The, with your stick game, we played a, uh, we played, it was the sword game, which is, you know, again, falls in line. We all had these fake wooden swords. Oh, no, they were fake. The, the, the practice ones. There was a martial arts store uh, used to be pretty close to where we lived. So we all went and, like, bought, like, you know, $15, $20, like, a real wooden katana or whatever. Um, or we got the bamboo swords, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like, that they use for kendo. Um, and clap, so we played clap. the sword game where it's, clap, get, clap, clap. You, we all, what's, yeah, we all sword fight. And if you get hit three times, you're out. That was the game. But it was like a core of like four or five of us. We're, you know, we're good buddies. We know, you know, we know the limits. We're not trying to hurt each other. We're trying to have fun. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then we extended the game out to like a huge crowd of kids. And again, all guys we liked, all guys we knew from school, they didn't hold back. So there was like, suddenly we got these like serious wooden practice swords coming at your head. There's fucking black eyes and like busted thumbs and shit <laughs> left and right. Um, and I was like, man, this is getting pretty fucking serious. <laughs> this <laughs> is no longer a lot of fun. fun. Jesus. Um, anyway, anyway. Anyway. Now I'm laughing. Let's talk about Supernatural. Let's talk about Supernatural. Let's get into it. <coughs> I, have- I added another book to the pile. Um, so we got volumes one through six. Of Berserk and okay. um, another, it's a novel, hardcover, mm-hmm. that slipped in there too. Stephen King's It. 
Steven, uh, yeah, SK's IT. SK is skit. I'm sorry, I've got some weird uh, respiratory thing happening where sometimes I just like, it's not running out of breath, but you know, like your words just get, you just can't, you don't have enough breath to talk all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. I have that. I think it's just called getting old. Fuck you, Chris Moser. How about that? (laughs) How about, how about you? How about we call it what it is? I know that there is an age difference between us, but I always feel like we're the same age. <laughs> in a lot of ways, we are. In a lot of other ways, so we I are. never mean anything to be against you in terms of age. I, I mean it as a we, not as a you. <laughs> All right, let's talk about supernatural. Let's do it.